Hey, what is up? Welcome to this Featured Friday episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento. Today's episode is a little bit different because I recently had the chance to sit down with a CEO and founder and entrepreneur that I really respect, Rachel Gogos. She's the founder of Brand ID, which is a branding agency out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Rachel recently joined me to speak to members inside the Launch Coalition, which is a coalition of entrepreneurs learning, collaborating, sharing, and growing together. And we always have incredible guests come speak to us exclusively inside the coalition. So to share with you some of the goodness that happens inside of the Launch Coalition, I'm airing publicly a little snippet of the session that I did with Rachel inside the coalition. So two things I wanna say before we dive into today's episode and this snippet that you're gonna get of my session with Rachel exclusively for the Launch Coalition is one, if you wanna join the Launch Coalition, check out all the crazy benefits inside the coalition by going to launchcoalition.com. If you are an entrepreneur or a wantrepreneur and you're not inside the coalition, you're crazy. You're making things way harder for yourself. You're missing out on so much exclusive of content from myself, from guest experts, from other coalition members. So definitely go to launchcoalition.com. And secondly, if you're listening to this and you want the entire interview in its entirety with video, so you can actually see Rachel and I talking about all of these things. In a few cases, she actually shows real life examples of things that brands are doing. Then drop me an email. So many of you are too shy to email me. And that's why I'm really pushing you with this little teaser and snippet of this interview. Drop me an email, hello at imetbrian.com. Tell me you want the entire interview on video and I'll send it over to you, hello at imetbrian.com. That's it for me. I'm not going to say anything else. Launchcoalition.com. Hello at imetbrian.com. Otherwise, I'm excited for this one. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. I'm so excited about what we've got going on here inside the Launch Coalition today. I am joined, I'm going to bring her on screen right away. I am joined by the CEO and founder of Brand ID, Rachel. It's so good to see your face. Always good to have conversations with you. It sure is. This was the highlight of my day. So excited yes. to be here with you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it so much. We love having guest experts come into the Launch Coalition. And when it comes to branding, Rachel, you are the expert that I always turn to. You've got an extensive history and so much experience when it comes to branding and marketing and business in general. So for those of you who are not familiar with Rachel and her incredible repertoire of skills, she's the CEO and founder of the Brand ID based in the lovely Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which Rachel, I used to hate on it until I got the chance to visit you and Dino and the girls. I used to hate on Pittsburgh too. In fact, when I was dating Dino, I actually said to him, this is one city that's never been on my list to visit. But um, I have grown to love it, especially in this last year and a half, because there's so many great walking trails and biking trails and hiking, you name it. So it's, yeah, it's been sure. a good place to live through a, through a lockdown. 
Definitely. And one of the, that, the, that beautiful view that Dino and you showed me at the top of the mountain overlooking the whole city. I'll never forget that. It's one of my favorite trips that I, I got to experience with you all. So obviously I could, I could wax lyrical about how awesome you are when it comes to branding for so long. And Brand Eddie is an incredible branding agency that helps, really I view it as, as thought leaders. Anyone who is an author or an entrepreneur or a professional athlete who's starting a nonprofit, anybody who is a thought leader and says, I've got thoughts and I want to be a leader and I want to stand out in my marketplace, Brand ID really helps them in so many ways. And obviously we're going to talk about what the heck is branding. I want to hear your insights on that. But you've worked with the UN, you've worked with print publications, You've done it all, Rachel. Well, in a nutshell, who's Rachel Gogos? How the heck did you become the branding expert that you are? Gosh, it's been such a, um, a winding road, right? But I, I feel like all my past experiences have totally led me to what I do today because all the skills I, I learned in the past um, come in pretty handy uh, running Brand ID. But who am I? I'd say a deep part of my identity is my, my Greek heritage. Both my parents were immigrants from Greece to the U.S. My dad actually came through Ellis Island. If uh, anybody's seen the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding, a lot of my life is, is similar to that, um, except that my family was very pro-education and pushed me to go to school. And I sure did do that. I love learning. So, uh, yes, my past experiences from the nonprofit world to the Wall Street Journal, where I worked in print publications, to I worked in the private sector to, as well, um, have helped me start and grow Brand ID because I use my writing skills. Day to day, I use my creative direction skills. I use my business skills. And, um, and the part I love most about working with a variety of clients is that it feels like I'm still learning so much and get to be educated through all their content and all their experiences. Yeah, for sure. And I feel you in that. That's, I feel like we've got the coolest jobs in the world, Rachel. We, we both get to I work know. with amazing entrepreneurs all over the world. And we get to learn so much through those experiences of working with them. But I'm going to kick things off with you with a really broad question. And you and I, I've had the great pleasure of spending a lot of time with you and having a lot of conversations with you. And this is one topic that I always just say this simple question, because every time we have this conversation, it goes in a different direction. And Rachel, I'm going to ask you here today in front of the whole world on this live stream, what uh, the heck is branding? <laughs> branding. So I define branding. So you And you and I have talked about this. Like you said, the little B branding, right, is looking at your logo, your um, design aesthetic, your fonts, styles, your colors. But what I love to do, and I know what you're super passionate about, is the big B branding, which is really thinking about the experience that your consumer, your student, your patient has with you in your business. And to, in order to build a brand, Big B brand, you really have to analyze everything that your business stands for. And a lot of what your business stands for actually comes from what, what I love to do, uh, your personal brand. And your personal brand is what I define as a mix or a cocktail. Um, I know you love that analogy. I call it a, a personal brand cocktail, which is part marketing, part your reputation, and part your essence or your DNA or your true personality traits. When you combine those three things and get really clear on what they are, what they stand for, what you stand for, and you infuse those into your, your business brand, if you have a business brand, those are the aspects or the traits that really make your brand memorable and distinct and sticky. Uh, sticky is super important because we want people to come back. 
more and more, right? For more and more of whatever it is that we're selling. It's interesting because some brands seem to have cracked the code and particularly I'm a huge Tesla fanboy since the day that I bought a Tesla. Tesla can do no wrong in my eyes. I love Tesla. I love Elon Musk. I love every I love their products. Obviously, I drive one of their products. So brands like Tesla and Jeep and Harley Davidson and probably to an extent, I would say Nike. There's so many of those brands that have achieved. You, you said the, the word sticky. They are sticky mm -hmm. brands. We mm -hmm. all know them. We all love them. What is it that makes a brand sticky? And I don't want you to take the easy way out here, Rachel. I'm not here to make your life easy today. I'm going to make it really hard. And I want you to speak to those smaller entrepreneurs, maybe the solo entrepreneurs who are like, Rachel, I've got a web design agency. I've got a virtual yeah. assistant business. How the heck does a brand like that become sticky? Yeah. A great question. Uh, but what I think what makes those big brands sticky is they have really unique products. So if we look at Tesla, for example, they've completely innovated on the car, right? Um, they've done funky things to the doors. They've made it more aerodynamic. There's uh, the electric component, but there's also some other aspects of their brand, the customer experience, which actually I'd love to hear your thoughts on. Um, but some of the other brands you mentioned as well focus on that customer experience they stand for something. You know, if we look at a brand like Whole Foods or um, Tom's Shoes, you know, that's another popular sticky brand, though it hasn't been as out there as much in the last year or so. But they, they stand for a particular cause that they want to promote. One of the, let me th think of how to explain this, but when we, when we frequent those brands, it also says something about ourselves, right? About our own qualities, about it says something about our own brand. Um, for example, you love innovation and technology. You love to be on the cutting edge of things. You have a very kind of sleek and clean design aesthetic about you, Brian. And Tesla, I think, represents that. And so um, the car appeals to you for those reasons, but then because you're a Tesla owner and driver, that also sends a message to other people about your brand. Um, so in turn, that stickiness, right? Like you're actually an advocate and an evangelist for Tesla for all the reasons we just talked about for them. But here we are today talking about it, right? So we've given them at least 30 seconds, maybe more of airtime to however many people are listening. And, and those are, you know, that's just one example of how that stickiness moves forward from, from person to person. Yeah, for sure. I love the fact, Rachel, and this is, it's probably when you and I talk branding just personally between the two of us, it's probably the thing that we come back to most frequently. And I'm glad you brought it up so quickly in our conversation today, which is customer experience. And mm -hmm. you and I are both really keen on providing mm -hmm. good customer experiences. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to share one story. I don't think I've talked about this publicly before. So I'm one of those crazy people that pays one of my credit cards has a $450 annual fee. And people are always like, dude, why do you pay the $450 annual fee? And obviously, it comes with benefits like I'm not paying it just because I like the the credit card itself but because it comes with a lot of benefits but Rachel I'll never forget it's the first card that I paid with a high annual fee and when it came in the mail came in this presentation box you take okay. the credit card out of this beautiful like foam padded display case it felt like an experience I was like man this is what the billionaires probably feel like when they get a black card like they it's it feels like luxury and it was truly an experience talk to 
us about some of those experiences that you've seen smaller solo entrepreneurs, smaller entrepreneurs mm. provide in normal experiences. Oh, if, if you've got a, a prop, I'm even happier. <laughs> look, look. So this is actually a really cool new app. I got to look at the name of it, but um, let me grab it. So a friend of mine texted me a gift. So I, I got a text message that said, so-and-so has sent you a gift. Click on this message and you got like an unboxing experience on your phone. No way. So it shows like an envelope opening up and then it says you get to pick between these four options. It's a candle. Then you get to pick the scent you want. It goes on and on and on, right? And it takes you to the final screen where you enter your email address, your physical address, etc. And so I'm like, oh, this is awesome. What a lovely thing, right? I'm all excited about it. It's just through this text message. But then I forget about it, right? And then four or five days later, I get this box in the mail. And here it is. I actually kept it in the box. Oops. <laughs> you know me, I have no sense of direction. So this is what it looks like. But then you open this up. Look at this beautiful presentation. Really nice cardstock, by the way. Here's the candle. And then there's also like this little box of kind of, you know, traditional old school matches, which are really hard to find. Um, and it just gave me that sense of delight all over again, right? Like first I was delighted that my friend bought me and is sending me this gift. Then I get to pick it out and there's this cool experience on my phone, but then I get the physical product. And, and again, the quality is just amazing. The paper quality is really thick and the whole unboxing experience. So that's just one example of um, of a, a customer experience. Another recent one I had, I had ordered these shoes from Zappos and the size didn't fit quite right. So I ordered the same shoes two weeks later, but the price had gone up $35. So I called Zappos and explained to them and, and they looked and they're like, you know what, your package hasn't shipped yet. But if you call back when your package ships or when you receive it, we'll certainly give you that $35 price difference back. I was like, okay, cool. So I get them. I forget about it for a couple of days, but I called Zappos and that customer service rep that picked up the phone says, you know what? The person you had talked to two weeks ago actually already made the refund. They must have marked it in their own calendar and, and remembered to just go in and, and give you that money back. And again, Bri, like here we are talking about these really cool experiences. It's free marketing for these companies. And that's why creating an amazing experience is so important. And I also think there are just very small ways of, of sending love. <laughs> um, and I think sending love in your packages, whatever they are, physical or email, um, really is something that, that hits the heart of the recipient in whatever way, shape, or form that that happens. And, and I'll give you just one more example from today. I, I don't actually have the cup with me, but I went to one of my favorite cafes. It's about a half hour away this morning because I was driving in that neighborhood and um, it took a little bit longer to physically get the coffee. But I took that, I was watching the barista before I took my first set and I, I was kind of in a rush and I'm thinking, gosh, she's taking a while, you know? And I saw her pouring the milk and she just like did it really slowly. And there was a line of people and I thought, I was thinking I got to go, but then I was thinking like she's pouring this cup of coffee with, with love and with artisanship and she's taking her time. And instead of like 
foaming two coffees, two, two milks for two coffees at one time. She did them one at a time, one at a time, because I brought one home to Dino, actually. And again, I was thinking, like, if I were that barista, I, pro- I may have rushed through it a little bit. Cause, but then I, if I paused long enough and just enjoyed the experience because I couldn't stay in the cafe, that they're still shut down, I thought, um, what a way that this person is, like, really enjoying the craftsmanship of her job. And then I took a sip, and I was like, this is love in a cup. No wonder. It tastes so good. I love that story, Rachel. And the the Northeasterner in me is like, man, I I know a lot of Bostonians that would be like, what is taking so long? Yeah. And so to me, that's part of the beauty, though. And a lot of entrepreneurs, particularly when they're starting out, and and Rachel, you and I were both beginner entrepreneurs once upon a time, and you're terrified of pissing some people off. You're terrified of some people not liking your style, and you want to serve everybody. But the fact of the matter is that barista, if someone is, you know, a classic Bostonian, you and I both have a a lot of love for Boston, Mm -hmm. then yeah, maybe you don't want that craftsmanship. Maybe you don't want love in a cup. So you go to Starbucks. It is what it is. And and you can't serve everybody. So I love that example for sure. I just want to interject one really quick thing here because Mm -hmm. this is a video that I make every single one of my students watch. It's called Building Brand Hysteria. It's by Johnny Mm -hmm. Cupcakes. So Rachel, have I ever shared this video with you? No, I'm writing it down. Oh my gosh. All right. Do you know the brand Johnny Cupcakes? No. So it is a seven figure t-shirt company out of Boston, Massachusetts, started by Johnny Earl. So I've got a lot of love for Johnny since he's a fellow Bostonian. And I've, I've met Johnny before. He came to my college actually and spoke. So I had the chance to interact with him a little bit. And Johnny Cupcakes, this tiny little t-shirt company in Situate, Massachusetts, Every single time that they ship out a t-shirt, Rachel, they put a little goodie in there. So when Ooh. you order a t-shirt from them, might have a $5 bill in there, might have a Snickers bar, might have a G.I. Joe action figure. You never know what you're getting. But if you search Twitter, so many people, thousands of people all over the world are posting like, I just bought this t-shirt from Johnny Cupcakes and look what came in the box. And That's you talk brilliant. about free advertising. I love that story. So yeah, customer delight. And, and you and I have called it before delight marketing. Those things are so easy, so attainable. But I think think what it really comes down to, and I think this is where you excel, Rachel, is you just got to think about the human. It's the only way yeah. you can figure these things out. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I always tell my team, and I notice this when I get emails too, is it, I call it user generosity. And it's such a simple thing. But if I send an email to a uh, potential client or a client, and I might be referring to something I had sent them, I don't know, a week or two before, but it was an attachment or a link to something, instead of, instead of forcing them to like go and dig for that email and find that link, I'll be sure to reattach everything, relink everything, because that's going to save that person time. And I know they're going to think how cool I have everything right here, or at least I hope they do. I know when I receive an email like that, where the person has been thoughtful, and not made me hunt around for things that they've sent me in the past, I think, gosh, these, this person's like paying attention to detail. They're thinking about my time. They're just making it so easy for me to, to shop with them or whatever it is, support them, whatever the, the topic of the email is. So, um, oh, and by the way, we never went back to that Tesla experience. So we can now or like later on, but I definitely want to hear your, your take on it too. The experience that they provide as, a, as an owner. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, Tesla's a really different car experience. It's unlike any car that I've ever gone through that process before. Actually, shout out to Daniel Cueva, who is a podcaster and business owner that I really respect and admire. He's one of my close friends in Los Angeles. He's actually watching this live stream, which is why I'm bringing him up. Right away, he commented, the second you and I were talking about Tesla, he goes, Tesla fanboy number two right here. And it's true because Daniel and I were actually together at a Dodgers game in Los Angeles, California. At the Dodgers game, we were talking about Teslas and how amazing they are. And we were like, why don't we own Teslas? We bought our Teslas at the Dodger game. And we just, yeah. And that's the thing is you can only buy it online. You can't go to a dealership and buy a Tesla. And so from there, it's such a fascinating experience. Like the anticipation, the buildup of waiting to, you know, touch your Tesla, see your Tesla, (laughs) drive your Tesla, feel your Tesla. The anticipation of that creates such an experience and so much hype that by the time you get it, it's just like, wow. And then everything is right. Everything works. The car takes care of so much for you. I remember Daniel came with me when I picked my Tesla up in San Diego. We autopiloted up the highway back to Los Angeles and it just, everything felt right about it and it felt like the car was taking care of us. Even to the fact where they already had my driver profile created in the car. So when I got in the car, it already said Brian. And I was like, that's so cool. Rachel, let's be honest, probably took them five seconds to do it, but it's a long lasting memory for me. Yeah, those subtle little details. And again, it's like, the barista pouring the milk really slowly, right? Like it takes a little extra time, but it's just a way of, of sending love, really, right? Like, cause didn't you feel like you were heard, you were honored when you got in your car and it already had your name in it? Yeah, but it, it goes to, there's a weird point here, Rachel, that I wanna mm-hmm. make. I'll, I'll say this openly about my Tesla yeah. experience. In a weird way, us Tesla owners feel a connection to Elon Musk, the CEO. Okay. And so obviously Elon Musk didn't put Brian in my Tesla. He didn't write that. Yeah. But yeah. because he has so much attachment to Tesla and what it is as a company and as a brand, we have so much association with him. And I obviously respect mm-hmm. him because he's a brilliant guy. He's an incredible entrepreneur. He's definitely a visionary and a, a big dreamer. And so I I do feel that attachment to him as the CEO of the company whose car I drive. Now, granted, I've had a BMW, I've had Mercedes, I've had driven a Toyota, I've had an Audi, I've had all these different cars. I can't tell you a single one of their CEOs. And that's why I want to transition this. I want to talk to you about that. The person behind the brand, the people behind it. Mm -hmm. And I know it's Mm -hmm. a hot topic with entrepreneurs of personal branding. Should I have a personal brand or I just have a web design agency. What's your take on that and how personal brands tie in with your actual company? That's such a great question. I'm so great you brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up because I was I was going to share that it has been my experience that everybody I've worked with and even looking at, at big brands like Virgin or, or Zappos, for example, that the core values of the owner or the founder are very much embedded in the corporate or business brand. And how that shows up is if you think about the values that are most important to you. So for me, it's integrity, uh, it's excellence, it's beauty. Those are three of mine. I have indirectly um, embedded those in the fiber of Brand ID, my, my company, in various ways. And in talking to other business owners, small uh, and large, they've done the same thing down to the point where it can be part of the culture that they're creating. Then they may actually list those values out very openly and transparently, or they might be part of a training program. Um, 
this is something that I think, again, like is one of the things that make a big difference and help make a brand really sticky. Rachel, I'm going to put you on a spot because I do want to push a little harder on this topic. And I know that you're too humble to admit the quality and the caliber of clients that you've worked with, but you've worked with huge names, seven, eight figure entrepreneurs that literally everybody has heard of. And I know that you don't name drop a lot and you don't humble brag about a lot of that stuff, but I am going to put you on the spot. Don't worry. I'm not going to name drop for you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) But I do want to put you, (laughs) I could see your eyes. Talk about anticipation. I could see you being like Brian where are you going (laughs) but I do want to put you on the spot because there's a tangible difference between those people and just think about the entrepreneur that you and I met through so think about him really successful seven-figure entrepreneur what's the difference what's the difference between him and a business or a life coach that's just kind of lost in the noise online what is the difference with those leaders Oh my gosh, what a place for me to cut off today's episode. But this is intentional for two reasons. The first reason being this content, this session that I did with Rachel Gogos is exclusively for members inside the Launch Coalition. So if you don't wanna feel like you're alone on your entrepreneurial journey, then what are you waiting for? Join us inside the Launch Coalition. The easiest way to get inside, you actually get instant access when you sign up right at launchcoalition.com. Don't wait. It is a no brainer. If you're trying to build your business and you want to learn from others, you want to be encouraged by others, you want to share with others, you want to collaborate with others. We recently had two coalition members partner up and generate over $40,000 together in less than two weeks. It's so cool to see that. Then you should be inside the Launch Coalition. You can go straight to launchcoalition.com. But also, because admittedly, I do love you listeners of Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur. If you do want to see this entire session on video, drop me an email, hello at imetbrian.com. Now that you met me on the podcast, hello at imetbrian.com. Super simple. Tell me you enjoyed the first half of my interview with Rachel Gogos. We're just getting to the really good stuff. So if you want the entire interview on video, just email me hello at imetbrian.com ask nicely. I will appreciate it. And I will be more than happy to send you the entire video. Otherwise, that's it for us this week. I look forward to seeing you next week. And as always, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday here on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast.